move to reconvene regular session. 3.02. I have a motion to approve the agenda for May the 23rd. Still moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Please stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. Tomlinson. I am a senior at Indian River High School. I will be attending University of Delaware in the fall to pursue a degree in education. I am here on behalf of Student Council to speak about some of the activities taking place at our school. This past week was our seniors' last day. Friday was a final goodbye to our students who had to endure many hardships, such as online schooling and readjusting for their final year. As a senior myself, I'm excited for my fellow classmates and I, some who will be attending college, some who will be taking part in trade, and many other career paths. For underclassmen, these next few weeks are crucial. They will be taking their finals and will be finishing out stronger than ever. Graduation is soon approaching. May 31st will be a night to recognize the hard work and effort put in by our senior class. On another note, our flag club just recently went on a day trip to Lancaster, where some of our students interested in foreign language and unfamiliar cultures were able to go to a local Amish flea market, as well as get some food together before heading home. Almost everybody, um, secondly, Almost everybody who competed in the state host of competition qualified for Nashville, nationals in Nashville, Tennessee, as well as BPA who placed third in Dallas. Um, our, student, our students in the nursing pathway also took their state CNA exam today to gain uh, certification as nursing assistants. Um, to talk about some sports, one of Indian River's many strengths is school spirit. Many of our students followed our boys volleyball team to their champion ga championship game against DMA at Sparta High School this past week. The boys fought hard and came out on a one to three set win. Not only that, but our boys tennis team also pulled out a Southern Division win. The boys fought hard and ended their season with a 10 to two record. In other sports news, both our girls, our, both our girls soccer and softball teams fought hard in their first rounds of their tournaments, but sadly both fell short. A valiant effort was put forth from all of our sports this year. In band news, our school's band and chorus just recently got back from a trip to Williamsburg, Virginia, to compete in the music in the parks at Bush Gardens. Not only that, but they were able to go on a cruise together and to finish up the year with an amazing spring concert. To wrap up, I'd like to recognize the students who took AP testing this week and the past two weeks. AP testing can be a very stressful time for kids, but I know their hard work will pay off and show in their test scores. It has been an honor of mine to be able to speak to all of you today, and I'm glad I have been able to debrief you on the school's many events and accomplishments. Thank you. We have a motion to approve the regular meeting minutes and the executive session minutes from April the 25th. So moved. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. And I have a motion to approve the regular meeting minutes and the executive session meetings minutes from April the 27th. So moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. 
Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 I'd like to abstain from that vote. Hold the board, ma'am. Mm -hmm. Mr. Castle? Yes. Mr. Collins? Yes. Mr. Fritz? Yes. Dr. Hattier? Yes. Mr. Layfield? Abstention. Ms. Moses? Yes. Mr. Peden? Yes. Mrs. Pryor? Yes. Dr. Statler? Yes. Mrs. Wright? Yes. Nine yes, zero no, one abstention. Thank you, ma'am. Recognition. Dr. Owen? Thank you, Mr. Layfield. Our first recognition this evening is for uh, three of our elementary schools who recently competed in the VEX Robotics Competition. Uh, up first will be SDSA, so I ask Mr. Bauer to join us. After that, I would ask Ms. Webb to join us from LB, followed by Mrs. Booth from John M. Clayton. So, Mr. Bauer, thank you. Good evening, everyone. Tonight, we are here to recognize some of our most talented and creative future engineers and programmers throughout the district. Our district has had numerous robotics programs throughout the elementary, middle, and high school level, and tonight we're here to recognize, as Dr. Owen said, those that went to the VEX IQ World Tournament. Southern Delaware School of the Arts sent our middle school team, whose name is the Dynamic Dragons, to compete against 70, uh, 791 other teams from around the world. They placed 548th in the world for their robot skills, and in their division of 79, they placed 66th which is some of the best placements that we've had for our middle school teams for VEX and for VEX IQ. So when I call your name, if you could, please join us up on stage. We have first Jake Garner, Allison Schwartz, Alana Patterson, though he couldn't be here tonight, Angelo Zanetti, uh, Maria Gutierrez Carcamo, and their coach, uh, Lara Quillen. like to continue the celebration of the hard work of our coaches, robotics coaches, and our students. So we had a team that also had the opportunity to attend the um, competition in Texas. So this was a great opportunity for our students to get on an airplane, fly out, and show everybody their engineering skills with robotics. So we recognize these three gentlemen in the past. One couldn't be with us tonight. He's at a soccer tryout. But we would like to call our amazing students and coaches to the stage. So if we could have Alexander De La Rosa Lopez join us up here, please. Bradley Boyer could not be with us tonight, but we would like to invite Mr. Andre Valiant to the stage. And our coach, Ms. Christina Reed. Thank you. 
They had an amazing experience, and we thank the district for supporting our robotics program and our parents. And some of the pictures were fabulous. So we hope you got a chance to see those on the district website. At this time, I'd like to thank Mrs. Schwartz, JMC's robotics coach, for heading up our two fifth grade robotics teams as they headed to Dallas, Texas for the world competition. Uh, let me just say, she is a force to be reckoned with. She was in the midst of completing her national board certification, running robotics and meaningful economics, and came to me to say, should I try and register them for the open spots, which was a silly question because I knew she was going to do it anyway. She wanted our students to have an amazing experience, and they did. So she was able to take them on a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity and took um, hold of the fundraising with our fabulous parents who are out there, too, to make sure our students got there. Uh, so at this time, I would like to bring up uh, Mrs. Swartz and... While she's doing her walk, I'd also like to say congratulations because she also just earned our school a Project Lead the Way National uh, Launch Distinguished Recognition for the fourth year in a row. So thank you, Mrs. Swartz. We also have some pretty fabulous kids. We have our Hot Gears team, uh, which consists of Mr. Torn Crotty. Ms. Asia Hall could not be here tonight, but we have Layla Nan. And we have Mr. Rory Spindler. We also have the fabulous Banana Bots. So if Mr. Jack Owens could come up. Ms. Brenda Perrin. Ms. Molly Parker. Mr. Zachary Quillen. And Ms. Riley Spindler. And our picture would not be complete if we did not have our trusty assistant, Ms. Quillen. So if you could come up, you can bring Charlie with you. Come on. She is there at every practice competition and was able to attend World as well. As you can tell, we're super proud of our program. So congratulations to the two teams for doing an awesome job. Congratulations again. Okay, our next recognition this evening is for Business Pro Professionals of American uh, Nationals. 
Selbyville Middle School. Good evening. Recently, under the leadership of Mr. Matt Schifano and Mr. Kevin Walgamuth, the Selbyville Middle School Business Professionals of America traveled to Dallas, Texas to compete at the National Leadership Conference. Selbyville Middle School is proud to have one of our students recognized by the Board of Education this evening for her performance at this conference. Caitlin Kopp, a seventh grade student at Selbyville Middle School, competed in the middle level extemporaneous speech event where she placed second in the nation. Congratulations, Caitlin. We're very proud of you. Good evening. Um, Georgetown Middle School also wanted to like to recognize one of our Business Professionals of America students. Um, Yanis, if you want to just go ahead and make your way up. Yanis Velasquez was our only representative who went with Mrs. May, um, who can't be here tonight. She's teaching classes. All the way to Dallas, I'm going to embarrass her a little bit. As our only representative, had to room with, with friends from, that she just met from other schools. Um, took a venture all the way out to Texas by herself with Mrs. May and came away with not just one recognition, but with two. She was sixth place in business math for the nation and seventh place for financial literacy, which made her a top 10 student for the country. So Yanis Velasquez, please come on up. we'd like to recognize students from any river high schools business professionals of america to help me do that i'm going to ask that our advisor for any river high school dr jeff bunny join me on stage and while he's making his way up i just would like to share we have a long uh, standing tradition of our students here at any river excelling in state and national competitions a lot of that's to the hard work of our advisor so i'm going to ask him to come up and say a few words about our most recent competition here if you'll indulge me and talk about the hard work that my student members of DPA put in this year. Um, we are a full-year organization. We fundraise. We do service projects. We get to know one another. We network. And I have a group of amazing young people. Um, 
what BPEA does is help these young people develop the skills that will allow them to be successful for the next 60 to 70 years of their lives. We create opportunities that are co-curricular in nature to develop marketable skills. We provide opportunities for them to give back to the community. And we provide opportunities for them to engage in personal growth, as well as to develop skills and leadership. And I'm fortunate to have with me tonight five of these amazing young people. Uh, we took 26 members this year. 21 competed at the state competition. 12 of them qualified to compete at nationals in events such as fundamental accounting, legal office procedures, interview skills, advanced interview skills, economic research, administrative research project, prepared speech, and they were amazing. I could not have asked for a finer group to take the Dallas, Texas with me. When they got there, they competed against state champions from across the country, 25 states, Puerto Rico, and there was representation from China, Peru, and Haiti. And they acquitted themselves against 5,000 students who were competing for top honors in the nation. This is our Super Bowl. So first, I'd like to welcome to the stage Linnea Haynes. Got third place in advanced interview skills in the nation. Come on up, Linnea. Second, I'd like to call to the stage my economic research team. My economic research team is Alex Quinn, Jack Justice, Chris Meister, and Jordi Estrada. And their project was to research the uh, root causes of inflation. And they've been working on this since about September of last year. And they did an amazing job. So here are our third place national champions. also like to make mention of Vicki Chan, sixth place in fundamental accounting. She could not be here because as a business professional, she had to work this evening and could not browbeat her boss into giving her the evening off. I'd also like to um, share some accolades. We have Jordi Estrada, who campaigned for and was successfully elected to the state BPA officer leadership team. So he'll be joining the state officer leadership team as treasurer. Linnea Haynes holds this office currently, so we anticipate a very successful transition from this year to next year. So these are rock stars, ladies and gentlemen. Give them a hand, please.
At this time, I'd ask Ms. Booth to join us again. Thank you, Mrs. Booth, for a recognition of First State Pickleball. Hello again. Uh, tonight, we would like to have uh, Ms. Karen Faber uh, come up here so that we can recognize her and the First State Pickleball Association for a $1,000 donation that they made to our 22 girls who ran uh, their 5K this past fall. They were outside practicing as all of our friendly pickleballers were out back playing and they made friends. They did a, do a donation drive in November and we now have um, her here this evening to finally make the, the check presentation. But we also have coaches Caroline Hevner and Jan Baumhart along with a handful of, you're good, a handful of students. We have fifth grader Molly Hevner, she could come up. And we have third graders Sophia Baranza, Riley McGee, and Kit Sokol, if you three could come up for a picture. We can't thank our Pickleball Association enough because they have been so kind to us throughout the years. Um, unfortunately, we have a donation from, not unfortunate that we have a donation, but unfortunately, Mount Airs could not be here tonight, Mount Air Farms. Um, they did a donation for 1000 to our robotics team. But we do have uh, Trinity Logistics with us and Mr. Chris Parker, who has been super supportive of our JMC family and especially our robotics team. So if you don't mind coming up here to snap a picture with us, and we thank you for all of your help and getting our students to Dallas for the competition.
Congratulations to those award winners. Now we come to time in a meeting for public comments. Michelle Snyder. Good evening, ma'am. Good evening. I'm Michelle Snyder, parent of a 10th grade, Wyatt Snyder. I've written to most of you on the board, and Doc Hattier, I apologize. I just found yours was returned because I typed it in wrong. We had been at the board uh, meeting, one of the people from the band boosters, to talk about how the four-block scheduling is affecting the music program. I had kind of thrown that on Andy Carter, and he just kind of spoke off the hip. I want to take that, what we had said about how your four-block scheduling is destroying the music and arts program, but actually look at it from an educational standpoint. I will use my own personal son's issues. There's a lack in continuity with this four-period scheduling. My son is finishing 10th grade Spanish II this May, or June. He cannot take it because of the four-block scheduling, what he has to have to be able to keep his music in. He cannot take Spanish three until the fall of his senior year. That is 15 months. Now, this is a kid who fortunately will be able to pull it off because of his intellect. However, not every, can, every kid can, and he also won't do as well as he should. The other big thing, is your AP bio students or AP students. They're taking AP. He took AP bio in the fall. He should have been able to take AP bio two this spring. He couldn't because he had to have music, which he couldn't take in the fall because he had to have driver's ed, which was only given during period one and two. And he had to take music because that's his pathway, which band is only given in period two. So here you have a kid who is academy bound, hopefully, that cannot take the AP Bio 2 until next year, spring of his junior year. AP Bio is one of the hardest classes at this school. With that year gap, guess what? He's dropping it. He can't take it. Also, because with this four period scheduling, with chemistry, to take AP Chemistry, which he needs if he's academy bound, he has to have basic chemistry before you can get into AP chemistry. With only four periods in a semester, there's not a whole lot of room for juggling. Some people ask, well, it's still eight classes in a, in, a, in a year. The difference is you only have four periods to choose from for one semester. If they're spread out over the year, then there's more opportunities for classes to be in different places. I don't think this has been brought up enough. We did bring it up to Mike Williams at a band meeting, but that was from the music department standpoint. I have a kid who loves music. He'd like to be in it all year. Guess what? He wasn't this year. He couldn't. He didn't have room in his schedule. So fortunately, he participated with marching band after school, but then he did it in the spring. 15 seconds. And the other big thing is, you know, kids can't go a full year with these core classes without giving everything else up. Now, you just saw that newspaper article. We are not in the top 10 in the state. Is this what you want for your students? Thank you. That's all we have signed up for public comment tonight. Is there anyone else that would like to speak? Come forward.
My name is Amber Schaefer, and I'm a rising junior at James Madison University studying English, music, secondary education, and child development. I have directly worked with middle schoolers at Thomas Harrison Middle School in Harrisonburg, Virginia, and I'm a teacher assistant under Dr. Ruthie Bush um, for an Education 200 class. The No Child Left Behind Act is my mission as a future educator. Equity, diversion, or equity inclusion, diversity, and accommodation. The recent block scheduling, semester scheduling, has put an academic strain on many students at Indian River High School, while some of them are doing fine. We are here today to voice our concerns and help the children who are having difficulty when, when, difficulty when studying child development and difficulty, so sorry. <laughs> when studying child development, I've learned the most important tools to succeed are accommodation and relationships. Not every child learns the same and develops the same. I've studied child development. So um, the mild, in the pre prefrontal cortex of the brain, mild, myelination and synaptic pruning occur during adolescence. This strengthens the, um, the risk reward, um, insecurity, uh, emotion, memory, and, and most importantly, information processing. Um, this means that there are the wide variety of de developmental levels at Indian River High School, from 13 to 18. Um, if the school ignores the children that don't develop as well as the other children, they're just seen as stupid. And in my eyes, in my future classroom, no children will be seen as stupid. I will fight for these children who need the extra accommodations, who need to take AP Bio and then AP Bio 2 directly after. Um, if the school ignores the children who can't deal with the semester schedule, which can be a handful, um, that honestly could be a violation of the No Child Left Behind Act based on just psychology and the development rates of the brain. It's not fair to prepare kids for college when they're 13 years old and they don't know how to do that. The brain cannot handle that psychologically. Um, it, the semester scheduling caters towards the kids who want to go to college. That's, that's it, who want to go to college. What about the kids who want to do music as a career or who wants to go out and become a professional performer, which they can because at my school I'm studying education and I would like to be a professional performer. I'm studying music, and thanks to Indian River High School, that's, that's why. So, thank you. Can I ask how much time I have? Three minutes. Three minutes. Good evening, members of the board. Thank you for allowing me a moment to comment. I'm a parent of three children in this district, and my concern for the direction of their education is what brought me here today. Last week, students in Indian River's ninth grade ELA class were reviewing several stories presented through Springboard. The overall theme behind these stories was centered around teenagers and summer jobs. Students were to review the different styles and arguments made in the articles. I read two stories. In one article by Derek Thompson, the author uses statistics and charts to argue summer job participation for teenagers is down. The author states that the data, one can conclude that summer jobs are the province of the white and the wealthy, and that summer jobs are another vector through which privilege becomes inherited from one generation to the next. 
The problem is there is no alternative viewpoint offered to counter this author's statement that I'm aware of. There were no statistics or narrative which would challenge the premise of white privilege. And my fear is it's similar to subliminal messages used on commercials on TV. Small lines and paragraphs embedded in our curriculum are so oversaturated with a social justice style message and theme, they are beginning to indoctrinate the students. So how much of this curriculum is oversaturated with CRT ideology? Take, for example, the district's recent study given by Ms. Gwen Miller, which I had a copy of, grades four through five. This study was given to all age groups, but the one I have is for four through five. It was designed and focused on diversity, equity, and inclusion. Yet her definition of racism to the students in the study is, quote, the disrespect, harm, and mistreatment of people of color. And that is right off the survey. So I ask inclusion for who? I thought the racism and discrimination applied for all races, creeds, and genders. Um, this survey is another example of children in the district being oversaturated with a CRT-style ideology. And finally, some of the schools in the district have adopted CNN as the broadcast network, network of choice. And I ask why. The district was so concerned about students to get a balanced representation of the news, they should also mandate some other conservative TV networks in the schools. Thank you very much for allowing me time to make a comment. The goal of this district should be to educate in a neutral manner our students in English, math, science, and an objective form of history. They must remain neutral in shaping political and social views. Look no further than London County, Virginia, as an example of what can happen when a school district doesn't represent its constituents and the role of the family in shaping their children's cultural identity. Thank you very much. Is there anyone else like to speak this evening? Hearing none, new business, school choice applications. Mr. Lewis. Good evening, everyone. <clears throat> On four docks this evening, you will see a total of 57 school choice applications. They have been reviewed by the building principals and also district administration, and we are asking to accept all 57 of these applications. And if you'll go to page three of that document, uh, you'll see most of those are coming directly to the kindergarten class at SDSA. Uh, there's a total of 40 kindergartners that we're bringing forth and nine additional students um, to fill those empty seats at SDSA. Is there a motion to accept? So moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Pass it by unanimous Thank you. vote. Thank you, Mr. Lewis. 2022-2023 DSBA dues. Yes, thank you. Annually, we assess the dues associated with our membership to the Delaware State Board Association. Uh, I can say I've had an opportunity to work uh, more closely with Mr. Marinucci over the last uh, couple years. He's the executive director of the Delaware State Board Association. I think Dr. Hattie or you and Mrs. Wright get to work with him. So I found him to be responsive to us. So, and he has submitted the uh, the payment, the, the, the bill for the upcoming school year, which is $12,436, and I would recommend we continue to move forward with DSBA if the, the board feels the same. Mr. Mayor Nucci has gone um, overboard in keeping us informed of legislation that could harm us. Um, he's done a phenomenal job, and I move we accept that recommendation. There's a motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and seconded. 
Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those aye. opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. 6.03, North Georgetown Elementary, burglar request. Mr. Booth? Thank you. Good evening. Uh, in your board packets is a request from North Georgetown for a burglar structure uh, to be built in the snack garden area. The $900 expense will be paid through through the snack program funds. Uh, the committee uh, discussed this and requested board action. Uh, we recommend a motion uh, to approve. Really quickly, what does snack stand for? Going <laughs> 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 to have to ask Miss Lovey. School nutrition <laughs> and I didn't hear the last one. School, School nutrition something. Anyway, Agric we had the same question come up. I had agriculture. And agriculture. That's correct. That's it, because yeah. they combined the A and the C. That's what we talked about at the board yes. at the, at the, yeah. the yeah. committee meeting. meeting. Um, I recommend we go yeah. with this. I think it's a great idea. Um, so I'll move to support it. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. 6.04, Sussex Central High School, school nurse wall request. Yes, sir. In your packets uh, should be a proposal from Delmarva Construction Services for $8,625.15 for the construction of a wall and door to accommodate the increased enrollment and adequately address uh, their needs in the uh, nurse's office at Sussex Central High School. The committee asked for additional quotes. And the total of four contract contractors were contacted. Only two companies submitted proposals. Uh, the one from Delmarva was the lowest quote, and it is recommended for approval tonight. It would be a motion to accept Delmarva Services quote for $8,625.15, if you wish to consider. Mr. Booth, um, at the request of the committee, went back and got the other estimate, saved us about three, four hundred dollars. Thank you, and again, recommend we accept. I think this will make a big difference in the nurses' area um, at the school. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. 6.05, World Language Curriculum Purchase. Thank you, Mr. Booth. Good evening, everyone. Thank you for this opportunity. It has been nearly 12 years since, since we have made a world language curriculum purchase, so I do appreciate your time. You should have a presentation um, available to you. And as you can see on the first full, full slide, I will not read this to you, but these are the driving principles we use in the Department of Instruction to guide our decision making. And there are some words in bold print that I hope are evident to you as I discuss the procedures that we use to reach this decision. Um, what we're looking for is making sure that we have curriculum and the resources that can give kids equal access to standards-driven instruction, help them meet success with core instruction while giving teachers a voice in all of that. So to introduce our procedures that we use to come across our recommendation for world language, you will see on the next slide, just basing that teacher has the greatest impact on student learning, and next to that is the curriculum that you use. On the third slide, and if I'm going too quickly, please stop me, you will see the members who participated in this committee. 
representative of both high schools and across all levels of language, including advanced placement and international baccalaureate. Our process and timeline on the next slide, we began this process in September, and I am just now proposing this recommendation to you tonight. So it has taken us the full school year. Um, I really need to thank Desiree Gardner and Lorraine Flores from our two high schools spearheading this pilot for me at the two high schools. Um, and we've been collecting data from the teachers as well as the students that have driven this decision. So on the next slide, you will see that the ACTFL, which is the national organization that drives world language, recommends that there are five major components you look for in the adoption of world language curriculum. They are ver ver vertical articulated learning. We're looking for those clear progressions that a child can go from level one of language to the next level, all the way through to AP and IB. The language literacy focusing on those four domains of speaking, listening, reading, and writing, which are very important to um, all languages. Backwards design, you're starting with those proficiency targets, building assessment from there, and then the lessons and the units capture those. Authentic learning, we want kids to really get a feel for what it's like in countries with the native language in, in our two high schools of Spanish and French. And then of course, technology. So with that, in these last few months of this pilot, we have been collecting student feedback as well as piloting teacher feedback. You can see on these next two slides what our students have told us about this curriculum. And I won't read everything, but you can see that the majority of our students, close to 85%, felt that during the pilot they were consistently exposed to this curriculum and the various resources available to them. Um, they also gave us some fantastic qualitative feedback. They enjoyed the realistic content of the program. They loved the ability to be able to engage actually with the text online, doing things such as annotating the text and highlighting. Access to the curriculum at home, and they haven't had these things. It's been 12 years, and when we adopted our last curriculum, all of those technological components weren't available that they could um, partake in at home. And then hearing correct pronunciation when a teacher is not around to help them, which is available to them through what's known as the audio read and the pronunciation tab. And then moving into the teacher pilot feedback, again, we had representation across schools and through all levels of the program. They found that Carnegie Learning is very easy to use in the planning and delivery of their instruction. 86%, which is a pretty high number, most teachers feel very uncomfortable with new curricula. So 86% feel comfortable and are ready to get that next level of professional learning so they can implement this with kids in the fall. Um, and they felt like their students found greater success with the use of this, of this it's considered an HQIM curriculum for world language. And then you'll see on the last slide about teacher feedback that there was ease of transfer to Schoology. We now want to look into the next steps of transferring that into other technological tools such as Pear Deck, um, the instant grading and feedback. They can provide informative manners. And there was, we never get this with teachers, 100% agreement that Carnegie Learning is the way they want to go. They piloted fully two curricula, went about two months with the first one, which was in Cointros, and decided it was not the right choice. 
and that's when they brought Carnegie Learning in, and they have now unanimously agreed that Carnegie Learning is what they would like to go with. So then if you look at the last slide, if we go into a seven-year, and we can get any level of contract. We can go from one year to 10 years. Typically in our district, we try to do a five to seven year because we try to review curricula about that time frame. If we do a seven-year contract, the entirety of that contract would be, you can see, almost $298,000. So I come to you tonight to ask for approval to purchase a new world language curriculum for our 6th through 12th grade students. Question. Okay, um, call it 300000 So how do the other courses stack up? I like what they have. I like the way it's laid out. Mm -hmm. But as far as prices go, how does that stack up against um, other curricula in the same general category, same time frame? So this time last year, we came to you to request the purchase of the new math curriculum for secondary schools, and it was over a million. Okay. For the same length of contract. Got it. Okay, thank you for the mm -hmm. reminder. You're comfortable with the seven-year contract? We are. Um, we are trying to do a review of curricula every five to seven, and pretty much since we've been in these positions, which we're going on our fifth year, we have faced content areas where they're at year 12, year 16. Um, so we're trying to get on a seven-year schedule. Mm -hmm. Any other questions? Is there a motion to move forward? So moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. second. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passed by unanimous vote. Thank you, Dr. Jerome. Thank you all very much. 6.06, Indian River High School replacement speakers. We're asking for the board to approve um, the purchase of new speakers for the auditorium here at Indian River High School. They had some equipment that was replaced previously, and it was determined that the speakers were also blown and needed to be replaced. The cost is $10,952.70, and that is an expense that's typically covered by the district. Where's the money coming from? We have a um, district pot budgeted for purchases such as this okay. when they come up. Yeah, this came up for discussion in, in the past. Mm -hmm. um, I'd recommend we accept the, uh, the bid. Motion made to accept. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Thank you. 6.07, Southern Middle School volleyball uniform. Yes, the next, uh, next three are uniforms, and these were discussed at our finance committee meeting uh, last month. Subbyville Middle School volleyball uniforms, as you'll see in board docs, do fit our guidelines for uh, their color uh, layout. And I would recommend an approval. You're trying to do all three at the same time? You sure can. Because basically they did come up, they looked good, um, mm -hmm. they had everything on it that we wanted. Yes, no issues with these. No issues with this one. Or green and gold. <laughs> Definitely. And American flags. I'd just like Tanya to peruse them if I could. 
And you said American flag stock. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't want them dead. It's been a while since I looked at the pictures. I'd recommend we accept. Motion made to accept Subbaville Middle School volleyball uniforms, Indian River High School color guard uniforms, and Indian River High School cheerleading uniforms. Now is there a second? Second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Course reimbursement for administrators, 610. Yes, we've had some discussion at our recent uh, finance committee meetings regarding our <coughs> ability to reimburse administrators for courses, and Mrs. Bunning has done some research for us and has some information to share this evening. Thank you, Mrs. Bunning. Thank you. We would like to ask the board to accept, take a motion on our recommendation to allow administrators to take up to two graduate courses per year at the University of Delaware graduate course rate. So we would need a motion by the board for that. So you're saying they can only take it at the University of Delaware? No, it, wherever they take it, it'll be based on the University of Delaware graduate course rate. Okay. So are they, so do we know that um, will, will, will you and the rest of them are compatible with Delaware? Um, Wil Wilmington University tends to be a little higher. University of Delaware is 979 per graduate credit. Some, some universities are higher, some are lower across the board. University of, the University of Delaware rate is how we reimburse teachers. It's, so it's how we reimburse teachers, so it is consistent with that rate. Is there a pot of specific dollars? Currently, we have a pot of $3,000 for all administrators. What tends to happen is if we have a group of administrators taking coursework, there's very little reimbursement. So we looked at all different districts. Some districts don't do any reimbursement. Some reimburse courses per year. Some have it lumped in with their teacher reimbursement. Some reimburse fully. Some will reimburse the whole, if you get your doctorate, the whole doctorate. So it's all across the board. So our recommendation, we feel, is in the middle and have the board up to two graduate courses per year. 100% reimbursement. For two courses, yeah. For two courses. Mm -hmm. But no limited pot of dollars for the all administrators. That is correct. Mm -hmm. I will tell you right now, and it, it tends to ebb and flow, Right now we have one administrator taking courses. Some years we have zero, some years we may have four or five. I assume they'd have to pass the course to get reimbursed? They have to get at least a C in the course to get reimbursed. If you remember at a meeting we had just before this one, one of the things that came up was uh, that we were losing teachers to other districts for pay and other reasons. I think this is a, a perk that would go over well. I think it's something that our, our administrators uh, could use. Um, I'm certainly behind it. Um, and one of the things we had discussed at previous meetings, because it's come up on finance a couple times now, is that uh, it's doubtful that everybody would be taking this at the same time. I know there are some people who have had about as many courses as they want to deal with for a while and aren't going to be doing it anymore, okay? 
um, but I think those that are interested, it is something that could benefit our staff, benefit our students, and uh, just the district as a whole. Okay, is there a motion to approve the course reimbursement for our administrators? Motion made. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? <clears throat> All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. Old business. Major capital planning. Yes, thank you. The construction documents for Sussex Central <coughs> are 50% drawn and are currently being reviewed at our state agencies. We are working with the Delaware Emergency Management Agency the, and the Architectural Accessibility Board for submissions for full uh, approval and sending to DFM, that's Division of Facilities Management, for bid document approval. DOTOT has, has our plans for the new Sussex Central campus and will uh, hopefully give approval or further direction on or, or on or before June 6th. Dr. Layfield has set up final programming input meetings with the faculty this week, so those are ongoing. Any questions with major capital planning? Anything more on major capital planning? Not at this time. Okay. Thank you. 7.02, Howard Tiana. Site work is continuing uh, with parking lot construction and storm sewer work. Uh, brick at the entrances should be wrapping up very soon. Roof materials are on site, and the building should be closed in once the upper windows have been installed. Once the building is conditioned, inside finishing will start. January 3rd remains our planned uh, date for students to enter the building, and several change orders are being reviewed by the architects at this time, and we'll be sharing those with the buildings and grounds uh, meeting. The Ennis staff was able to visit the building last week, and I was able to tour uh, a week or so ago as well, and it's coming along nicely. It's, uh, you can kind of begin to get a picture for what the inside of the, the building is going to look like and the, the magnitude. So it's, uh, it's an exciting place right now to kind of see the, where it's going. And I talked to Mrs. Kantak, and I think her staff was equally as excited when they toured last week. So I'll continue to provide updates, and we're hopefully on a trajectory for that January 3rd deadline at this point. January 3rd, 2023. Correct. Any questions with Howard Tiennes? 7.03, GW Carver consent update. Hello, good evening. Um, just a quick update on our required equity survey under the Carver consent order. Um, we launched it on May 3rd and accepted responses until May 16th. Um, we engaged in multiple, multiple outreach efforts via press releases, social media platforms, and our Alert Now messaging system to try to garner as much stakeholder input as we could. Our participation data, we've been pretty pleased with. We had 971 parent responses, which is only an 8% response rate, but that's pretty consistent with what we get. Um, our staff survey response was at a 68% response rate. Grades 4 and 5 students, 82% response rate. Grades 6 through 12, a 50% response rate. And then overall, it was open to community members, and we only had 64. We anticipated a lower number, but didn't want to leave out that stakeholder group. So we were excited to get 64 um, participants. Our technology team has compiled aggregate results, which came to you guys as board members from Dr. Owens in his Friday update. Um, so we're starting to really look at preliminary aggregate results. We're going to engage in a deep dive of the data results with the community advisory board um, as part of the consent order. Our internal equity steering committee, which has representatives from every school in the district, and our school-based leadership teams as well. 
So once these groups have had an opportunity to really dive in and analyze the data, we'll continue to give you guys results as we disaggregate them and look at them per population. Um, and then we'll have action steps for next school year as we move forward from all of our groups. Any questions? Yes. Thank you all. Oh, when yeah. the disaggregation becomes uh, available, are we going to be given a copy of that? Absolutely. As we continue each week, we're kind of taking a deeper dive. Dr. Owens will continue to provide that for you guys in your um, weekly updates. Okay. Will we have a chance to discuss this as a board at some point? Absolutely. If yes. you will, please. Yes. And thank you. Thank you so much. Eight percent of the public was all we got as a response back? Eight percent of our parent and guardian is all we got as a response back. 8% response rate of our total parent guardian. Do we have other surveys going out and about to the same group of people at the same time? There is a, the um, positive behavior support always does a climate survey around this time. Um, I think it was lagged maybe a week or two. So there have been other surveys at this time. 8% is pretty standard with what we get back from parent response around with these kind of surveys but it was only 8%. Gotcha. So. Just didn't know we're getting a little survey fatigue going on there with two surveys coexisting a couple weeks apart. And, and just fatigue in general this time of the year. Well, I understand with kids, they've got a lot of moving parts. So calls from the school that maybe they're not as informed with sometimes tough to get them to Absolutely. respond. But uh, as well, a and parent, I, I scratch my head sometimes when I'm getting a phone call sure. wondering about what survey's next. Sure, and this is just for us to really use as a starting point, so we're excited then to continue to get more information and go out and have focus groups and continue to work with our community. Thank you. Thank you all. Committee reports, 8.01, Building and Grounds. Doc? Okay. Um, Joe, be ready to answer some questions, please. Okay, minor cap improvement. We got a nice list on that, everything that's happening. Uh, Howard Tienis Construction, Technology Purchases Off-State Contract Report. Um, that's working well. <coughs> Construction update, work being finished, closing and building with drywall started. New move-in date is January 3rd, 2023. Change order allowance report. We had a, a question regarding cameras last time. The, that was a fairly large one, 13.8. Um, question was asked whether it would have a warranty or not, and it does. Thank you guys for looking into that. I appreciate it. Yes, okay. Doc, if I can elaborate on this because we needed in board board minutes. Oh, that's right. Thank um, you. This is a board notification of a change order. The board adopted uh, a procedure for change orders, and this is a $13,800 change order for camera license needed for installation and updated care. Um, a question was asked, as you mentioned, uh, at the board. My answer came back that the cameras and video recorder server both have a five-year warranty and licenses are a one-time cost with a small yearly maintenance fee spread out across the entire district for the milestone support. For approval of the construction order, um, this is a not notification item uh, to the board. It is a district uh, technology items purchased off of state contract. Um, and the license allow NS cameras to be integrated in with the district server. So, exactly. And I would like to point out that compared to when we were building the two high schools, our change order percentage is minuscule this time compared to the monthly ones that we had on a regular ongoing basis when our two high schools were built 20 years ago. 
this is at this point this is an oddity as opposed to a regular item so I think we're doing much much better in that regard um, thank everybody the architects for good planning on that one okay I do recommend I make a motion that we accept it motion made is there a second second motion made second any further discussion we uh Mr. Booth, did we have that on the agenda for action this evening? No, no it no. just has to be a notification. It okay. just has to be a notification, notification. and recorded okay. in the minutes. Well, I'd like to go back to what Doc Hattier said. I can tell you the change orders used to eat us up when we were doing any type of construction. And then at one time there was some thought process put into the construction management companies charging a percentage of the yep. change orders that they were supposed to be combating. So they were profiting from the things they were supposed to be managing for us. So this has been sent been a pleasant surprise yep. with this build compared to some of the reconstruction we've done and some of the other old builds. Right. Okay, uh, New Sussex Central, Artesian proposal. Where are we with that, Joe? Um, with the Artesian proposal, we, we've met today uh, mm -hmm. and we're working with state legislators to uh, put in some epilogue language um, uh, that will allow the district to negotiate with Artesian and uh, formalize the agreement that uh, that they agreed with the ability to serve letter for the okay. for the new school. Bid pack A new timeline because that came up at the last building to grab. <coughs> Obviously, bid pack A. Was, yep. Uh, bid pack A. Um, well, we'll see how see how this week goes, but they're working on um, the. The site work is in with Bidpec A, and I believe it's to go out in July. Okay. But it does not delay the... It won't uh, delay the overall uh, opening of the school in September of 25. Okay. All right. Um, HVAC CARES and ESERV cooling tower replacement. Yes. There, we had some good news today. The fire marshal approved the last of the six schools. Uh, which was Georgetown Elementary. Um, the I was working on the submittal to my marketplace today, and I hope to get that accomplished tomorrow. If everything goes well, we'll be receiving the bids on June 24th. Okay. And uh, hopefully have that teed up for um, uh, the board meeting. Okay. And Town of Selby will request. Um, this is one where they would like to use part of the... Uh, area at SDSA for a town park for a limited period and it's been before their attorneys so where are we on that one right this agreement's in the hands of the Selbyville Town Council okay. uh, they will draft up an agreement uh, for the district to consider um, our attorneys have provided counsel to us as well as suggestions to the towns in terms of the lease um, and um, there were three items that were suggested and that was a fence to delineate uh, the property between the football field and the track that the school uses, um, a right to terminate uh, based on the district's need, uh, and a layout of their proposed use on the property. Um, and just to remind folks, the uh, town is applying for a grant for that playground area. And we're not considering giving it to them, we're considering letting them use it with the property still belonging to us at the end, correct? Correct. Okay. Just to let everybody know, this is a simply use issue. All right, uh, nurse wall request we've done. Town of Millsboro agreement on reclaimed water. 
Yes, that is in that is also in uh, the town of Millsboro's uh, uh, domain right now. Uh, so they're working on uh, two contracts: one for Ingram Pond <coughs> and the other one for uh, Sussex Central. Okay. The Carver Fence ELC Center completed. Oh, I'm sorry. completed. We agree on that. Okay. Uh, Georgetown Elementary roof repair. Um, last week I put out uh, requests uh, for proposals uh, to uh, six companies. Wow. So I hope that you hear something back to them. Okay. Pergola, we did IRHS fence request. Oh, we, I'm sorry, uh, Doc, we haven't had an opportunity to move further, but this will be uh, for an additional fence um, on uh, uh, the property line of neighbors that were enjoying softballs flying into their yards uh, from, from the Emmy River uh, girls team, and uh, we're going to get some prices, bring it back to the committee, and ultimately to the board. Uh, for construction of a 20-foot high uh, fence that will expand, uh, I think it's about 100 feet or 90 feet, I believe it is. I think it's around 90 feet. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like living on a golf course and getting your golf balls into the siding. Um, and yes, that went up after the school was in effect, but we figured at the, and this is for informational right now, um, but we calculated at the buildings and grounds meeting that just simply raising it 20 feet um, for public relations purposes alone would be worth it. Build a okay. green monster, huh? Yeah. It's a, it's a good neighbor policy, and yep. we anticipate that it would be right around $5,000. Yeah. So, parking suggestions. This one came up. This is a big one. Yes. Um, this was a request for uh, buildings and grounds to take a look at the parking situation that uh, Georgetown Middle and Georgetown Elementary. We discussed it a little bit and had some suggestions by the two principals there, um, uh, David Hudson and Neil Stong, and um, we're going to take a look at that. Georgetown uh, just went through an election process, as I mentioned, and uh, we'll, we'll have some communication with them. Uh, some of the top ideas are being able to use Old Laurel uh, Road that we used to use, um, but uh, because of activities on Saturday, namely Pop Warner, uh, they would park out on the road and, and emergency vehicles couldn't get by. And as you know, the paramedics uh, have an office down that road, uh, but that's something to consider. And, and it would also dress up the community as well. Uh, there's a medical facility going in uh, on that same road. Um, so that's, that's one. Uh, there were some grass areas that we could take a look, look at. Uh, that uh, you know, we'd have to get uh, Georgetown Town Council's input, uh, planning and zoning, et cetera. Uh, and then there was also use of the tennis court and, and the football stadium uh, during the day. Uh, so there were several ideas that were submitted, and, and uh, we hope to take a look at them and see if we can improve some of that situation <coughs> uh, uh, before next school year. This is going to come back. You guys would have a chance to look at some maps because right now, just on a description, I know it's tough to figure out. But those of us that were at the B&G meeting, um, one of the ideas was to take some grass from the front of the building and turn that into a parking lot. 
Um, the concern is that there just isn't a lot of space there to park and people are already walking a significant distance. So this is something that whether we do it right now and we're not ready to make any kind of motions on that, um, it does need to be looked at. Okay, we're in the process of investigating it. You guys will get maps whenever we're, there'll be a recommendation. We still have flooding issues there on Old Laurel Road? Yes. Yeah. Yep. What we were talking about with parking, how are we going to, what's the thought process of that design? There's a, there's, there's a fence there next to the old weight room. Are they going to move the fence into the field a little bit to that free up a little bit of space there so we could park vehicles along that whole edge? Diagonally, uh, that's one of the suggestions. Uh, is if we have the ground, uh, we'll see uh, and discuss with them about the money and get any ideas that we, we might be able to add the parking back in there. Right now, nobody parks there. Um, and as you know, they, the teachers park used to park there, um, and uh, they've just been squeezed out. So now they park inside uh, the fence, uh, which there's a uh, security issue concern. Um, it's there's it's complicated there's a there's a lot of different uh, options uh, most of them are going to cost some money and they'll definitely cost uh, or need some coordination with the with the town as well that is the town street um, yeah we you probably remember we put stone out there one time to dress it up but you know it eventually wears away and when it rains we do have some mortar issues out there as well we did we have that uh, pond that's that was built when they did the addition to Georgetown Elementary mm -hmm. and that could that could be used as well um, but we, we'll, you know probably none of the options are going to be cheap understood and defend Pop Warner's honor they haven't been there since 2019 COVID that's, in 2020 but 2021 we read to Sussex Central Complex agreed Pop and Warner was an issue on the weekends so. though agreed and that's when they took away the park believe it or not yes sir yeah so we'll, and we we'll extended the golf discussion. course or golf course tennis courts we took the tennis courts and turned them into yes. parking which made a big impact for parking there for your field hockey games and your right. flag etc but um, we'll have that discussion with Mayor West good okay stuff. thank you School plant information exchange report. Yeah, as I mentioned, uh, they were going to uh, go online for custodians. Um, They're also taking uh, a pretty good review of uh, the custodial allocations for our district and everybody else's district. Um, okay. I think that's about it. All right, we did have a request from Mrs. Webb. She's still here. Yes. Okay. Um, what they'd like to do over there is to resurface the track uh, that's in the back there for the kids and as well as for the community. Uh, they had already moved into some significant fundraising for that before it came to our attention. Um, so really, that's not going to be something the district pays for it by, this, by itself. It's going to be a nice community effort uh, to put it all together, uh, which is a good thing. Everybody's pitching in, and uh, we're not ready to go into any firm decisions on that because of the swale among other things in that entrance we approved the, the bridge on the way out part of the emergency thing we approved a couple months ago it's all going to be tied in with that and that'll come back to the board um, when we're ready to uh, actually put it up to a vote okay and that was a lot of stuff that got accomplished this time with building the grounds we were there for a while okay thank Wait you for your patience month. thanks Joe you're welcome <coughs> any questions of building your grounds nice job doc 6.02 comprehensive school safety.
Mr. Cap. Nothing to report this month, Mr. Layfield. Thanks, sir. Uh, 8.04 curriculum, Dr. Statler. Thank you. Uh, the district is going to begin to implement their technology plan uh, by distributing all Chromebooks for our students for the upcoming school year. Uh, messaging has already started with this initiative to push out brochures to students and families of how to take care of their Chromebooks um, and to sort of increase or enhance responsibility uh, for our students. Mr. Rogerio's team is going to continue to work with Cabinet on a sustainment plan for this, so thank you to him for the planning that I know that uh, their team's putting into it. World language curriculum we already discussed. Uh, thank you to Dr. Jerns. I know a lot of effort and feedback was provided for that, so thank you to her team. Discipline updates, uh, we did have a couple of those. Our secondary principals have met and are continuing to review uh, discipline matrices. Uh, this is an ongoing process and I think is going to continue for a little while longer as we prepare for the upcoming school year. Our student success pilots are coming to an end for our secondary teams. Um, one of the takeaways for this year is that for um, consistency, they are going to be putting together a guidebook. So I think that will help us uh, again as we move into the next school year. And under special education, that team wants to really uh, put some effort into enhancing communication with stakeholders. So they're going to be doing um, a biweekly informational bulletin, um, which I, I think will be an opportunity to not just highlight all the wonderful things, but also to address some of the concerns and issues as we uh, kind of work through them with our discipline. Uh, thank you to Nika Reed for really coming up with some of these out-of-the-box ideas that, again, will help to enhance communication. And we are continuing to look for speech pathologists and school psychologists. We all know that we're struggling um, to, keep, to keep those folks, so we're continuing to look. Thank you. Any questions for Dr. Statler? Dr. Statler, I appreciate you addressing and talking about uh, discipline. Discipline seems to be a hot-button topic that uh, everyone's concerned with, rightly. I can tell you throughout the state what I've seen in the schools throughout. They're off the hook. Students coming in for discipline hearings, arranging on their phones to meet the person they were involved in a fight with in the restroom and fights are breaking out. This isn't something right. within our district. It's not unique to us. That didn't happen in our school district, but I'm aware that these occurrences are happening throughout the state on a constant basis. And uh, it's, it's getting out of hand. And obviously we've discussed it as a board, some of our concerns with uh, discipline issues and our action to these students to look out for the safety of overall students. So I appreciate that it's, uh, it's discussed and being looked into and it's just not something we're accepting as is because the safety of our students should be paramount to everybody on the board. So thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. 8.05, DSBA Board of Directors. Ma'am? We did have a meeting. Uh, the majority of the conversation was on dues, and you heard tonight that we approved to be a member again for this upcoming year. The majority of our conversation dealt with legislation and some of the changes that are being proposed. Uh, hats off to Dr. John Marinucci for always keeping us abreast, uh, always voicing his concern and letting the board know what's coming up. There are some potential bills that would greatly affect our schools and our discipline uh, should it pass. However, as of today, it did not come out of committee. 
and let's hope that it doesn't. If it does, you'll be hearing from us because it will affect us greatly and the rest of the legislation. I'll turn over to Dr. Hattier. Okay, we, we are on the same page with this because Dr. Marinucci has been doing some good stuff. I sent out this afternoon, if I didn't already a, a week ago, a list of all of the legislation that's up for grabs. And I mean, it amounts to pages and pages worth of juicy stuff to read. Okay, I mean, they, they, these guys in Dover don't seem to have a lot else to do besides this. But a couple things that are of note, one of them, you're probably talking about 396. Okay, 396 is the one where somebody got the bright idea that if you do something out of school, uh, the Attorney General does not have to tell us about it. Okay, and that would include robberies, break-ins, and all that kind of stuff, which have a material impact on how we would run our building. We would no longer be entitled to that information. I believe that was tabled, and I'm hoping that it just simply goes away because with what happens out of the school with a kid, we need to know about it for discipline purposes um, here. We need yeah. to know this. 396, I think if you look into the weeds a little bit, robberies we would know about. They would belittle you for saying we wouldn't know about robberies. But break-ins, which are burglaries, which are to a level of extent, they're the ones you wouldn't know about. So they would nitpick your response. They're going to let you know about the real severe crimes. But things like burglaries, they, they look as a lesser crime. They will not. So it's a play on words is what they're doing. We should know about the arrests of all of our staff within the state of Delaware. Yes, sir. And we should know about the arrest of all of our students in our classrooms. What they're whittling down is they're trying not to protect all students. They're trying to protect a particular group of students that are committing crime. And it is wrong. It is wrong. It is wrong. And that's what our legislators trying to do. They're trying to protect a very few rather than all. I could well, the other thing, too, better. is the bill, and I'm not sure if it's in that bill or it's in, I think it's another bill number, and I don't, it, off the top of my head, I don't remember. The other thing is, if a student or gets in trouble, and until they're charged, there's a bill saying now that until they're charged, they're still to be allowed to come to the same school that they were in the day before they did that crime. Okay, That's that I a don't heated, know the number. That is a heated topic at this point in time because it does not mean that they go to scope or any alternative school it means if it happens here at indian river they stay in indian river high school until they are officially charged we need to know this information okay? we do we need to keep all right another one open. we need to know about is uh, 400 and 400 would allow our health our built-in health centers to do things for the kids um, charge it off to their insurance, the family's insurance, and the parents would have no right to know what the information is. Okay, now as a parent, something that involves my child, and you're gonna send it to an insurance company, I have a right to know, and I would expect that, uh, that this particular bill gets shelved. Now what's interesting is, they ran this through a finance committee, not through a health committee, so they tried to bury it. Especially it, if I'm paying for the insurance. Yes, right? especially if I'm paying for the insurance. Okay, yeah. right, but that's another thing. And this one, John Marinucci picked up almost immediately, and God bless him for bringing it to our attention because the response throughout the state on that one was pretty dismal. Um, people tried to shut that one down right away. Now, there's another one working its way through, and I'm not even covering half of the 60 or the others that are in the sheets. You guys can read at your leisure. Um, and on this one, I had to print it out. Apparently, there's... Newcastle County has something called the Voluntary School Assessment that generates impact fees on new residential development for school districts, and it allows them to collect money for uh, 
things that have come in. We've talked about this at various meetings. Um, but as written, the statutes would authorize but not require Kent and Sussex to implement the same system and structure. Um, Kent County ha currently has its own. Okay, so that's, that's the real short version because, I mean, other than that, there's three pages, which I don't want to read. Um, personally, I am in favor of this because the way schools are going with five or 6,000 new homes being built, at some point, we're already looking at another school or two in the next five to 10 years, just based on the growth alone. And if those communities, you have 5,000 homes, 1,000 of which are families with two kids, that's 2,000 kids. All right, elementary schools, that's almost three elementary schools right there. All righty, and if those builders are doing something like that, it would behoove us to collect some of that money to help us to fund the, the future building of our schools in the future. Okay, and for the public, keep in mind that capital expenses are not the same thing as operating expenses. Operating expenses are your property tax. Building a building is capital expense, and that's where this money would go. So this is one actually that seems like a pretty good idea. And with that, I will cease. Thank you. Thanks, Doc. 8.07 Special Education Task Force. Dr. Styler. Thank you. Just one item. Our Special um, Education Ambassador nominations are currently open, and they're open until this Friday the 27th. So if you know someone who is a champion in our schools for special education, um, doesn't have to be a teacher, can certainly be a staff member, or we even have a category for our community members, please consider nominating them. Uh, currently we have, I think, about 130 or so nominations. So again, it's open until this Friday. Thank you. Okay, and Mr. Layfield, um, really quickly, we did not cover finance. In the excitement, we passed over that part. But since we're gonna be getting a lot from Mrs. Smith, um, are you gonna be discussing the 27th pay now or? Okay, fine, then that's covered. And is up for discussion at this point. We haven't looked at EPR in a while. That's being worked on as well. So financial reports and the rest follows, okay? Thank you. Thanks, sir. 8.08 uh, policy. Chief Collins. Good evening. Uh, we have two policies coming up tonight for a first reading due to additions or corrections to those policies. The first being our affiliate account policy, a policy dealing with um, booster accounts or PTO accounts. Um, just really is just cleaning up the language on how the district will use those policies or those accounts, sorry. Uh, the second one would be our social media monitoring. Um, we're looking to add language that would allow the district the ability to turn off comments um, when they become inappropriate or off topic. Um, as if anyone's looked at our Facebook policy, our Facebook page at certain times, you can understand why that may be needed. Um, we do have two policies coming up for action. The first being a second reading for our dual credit enrollment. No changes to that policy since our last presentation. Um, and the second being a deletion of EF nutrition policy. Um, the reason for the deletion is all the information contained in this policy is contained elsewhere in another policy. So it's really just getting rid of some dead weight. We don't need it, so let's get rid of it. And I would make a motion to approve both the second reading of IKF.1 dual credit enrollment and the deletion of EF nutrition. Second. There's a motion and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Thanks, Chief. Thank you. IREA representative. Sir? 
Good evening, sir. Good evening. It's freezing back there. It's freezing here, too. Oh, uh, custodian bargaining finished uh, in one session um, last week. Um, so they're going to take that vote for uh, hopefully for ratification in time for the June board meeting. So happy to hear that. Um, the teachers will enter their fourth day of negotiations on June 8th. Uh, the first two sessions focused on contract language, and they were um, very successful, have a lot of tentative agreements. The third session focused completely on salary and benefits, and no agreements at all were made. Um, we're looking forward to the June 8th session, hopefully start with language items so we can continue making tentative agreements and pave the way for a full contract uh, vote prior to the end of the school year and hopefully bring it to the June board meeting. So that's one of our goals for the next negotiation. I um, want to throw out congratulations to the IREA scholarship recipients. IREA presented $3,000 worth of scholarships um, at the senior awards ceremonies. Um, Corinne Roth at Sussex Central High School and Misty Hickman at Indy River High School received those scholarships. So thanks for um, everybody uh, who participated and donated to our future educators here at Indy River School District. Um, we look forward to um, hopefully helping them out even more in the future. So thanks, everybody. Thank you, sir. Superintendent's report, 9.01, monthly activity, sir. Thank you, Mr. Layfield. Uh, I do not see where this is attached in board docs, but we will get that attached for you here tomorrow. I do have a couple highlights that I'd like to share. Uh, one of the major highlights, we did have uh, teacher appreciation earlier week, earlier this month. So I was able to get around to the schools and visit with uh, a lot of our teachers and uh, really good things continue to happen within our schools and our classrooms. So I was excited to, to be able to visit with uh, many of our educators. Uh, I also was able to attend last week a luncheon at the Plantation Lakes facility in Millsboro. Uh, Plantation Lakes were, uh, recognized our Howard Tiana students who at that 18 year to 21 year old group, I think there were seven, six or seven students have been partnering with Plantation Lakes over the last several weeks for employment opportunities, employment experience, anything from working on the golf cor course, um, working with the golf carts, the restaurant, interacting with uh, patrons. Uh, they spoke very, very highly and, and treated those students to a luncheon, and it was just a great work experience that I was able to, um, to, to see and hear and learn more about earlier last week. Uh, I also was able to attend the International Baccalaureate Signing Day <coughs> at Sussex Central High School. Uh, a lot of students signing to some very major colleges and universities, and a lot of scholarships have been awarded, so very, very exciting time for those students. So I was happy to be able to attend that as well. So um, that concludes my updates and highlights from the highlights of the week. Mr. Layfield. Thank you, Dr. Owens. 9.02, district calendar change. Yes, uh, the one change we have noted here is to change October 7th as the professional development day that we uh, try to align with the state, change that to October 14th. Uh, we did not catch that, so it's not October 7th, it is October 14th. And we look, would like to update that on our calendar and that would require action this evening. Okay. Is there a motion to move that date? So moved. Motion Second. made. Seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Thank you, Dr. Owen. Welcome. 10.01, financial summaries for the month ending in 
April. Yes, the reports you have on board docs are as of April 30th, we were 83% of the way through the fiscal year. We'd received 78% of total budgeted revenue, 98% of budgeted discretionary revenue, and 101% of budgeted local tax revenue. We continue to receive $0 in interest. We spent 61% of total budgeted expenses, 84% of budgeted discretionary expenses, 81% of budgeted ILC expenses, and 81% of Howard Tiana's budgeted expenses. Is there a motion to accept the financial summaries for the month of April? So moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. 2.02, detail information for month ending April 30th. Yes, the student activity funding balance is approximately $359,000. Our ESSERF 2 funding, we've spent or encumbered $11.3 million and have $1.8 million remaining. ESSERF 3 funding, we have spent and encumbered $8.6 million and have $21.2 million remaining. We have $29 million in federal funds available and are holding approximately $1.1 million in donations and school internal accounts. Are there any questions with the uh, detailed information? Is there a motion to accept? So moved. Motion second. made. Is there a second? Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. 10.03, major capital improvements for the month of April. Yes, in April we spent $1.4 million in major capital expenses. Any questions? Motion to accept. So moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. Aye. Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Uh, 10.04, minor capital improvements for the month ending in April. Yes, of the funds available, we spent approximately $3.1 million and have a balance of approximately $1.3 million remaining. Any questions with the minor cap? Motion to accept. So moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. 10.05, fiscal year 2023, 27 pay dates. Yes, you should have a memo in your board docs that explains the complex situation of the 27th pay. Um, so if you're not aware, the state has a 26th pay biweekly pay period. Um, which means over the course of several years, there may be 27 pays in a fiscal year or a calendar year, depending on how the dates fall. So first and foremost, there's a fiscal year impact for fiscal year 23, where there will be 27 paychecks because of the way the dates fall. There's a paycheck on July 1st, 2022, and a paycheck on June 30th, 2023. So there ends up being 27. So what you will see in the FY23 budget is increased salary expenses because of that, but that balances itself out over time. The second impact is the contract year impact. In FY23, because the state sets the first contract pay for 10-month employees, and they are setting that as September 22nd, 2023 in the 2023-2024 school year, there will be 27 contract pays for the 10-month employees. 
which means that their salary will be divided over 27 pays instead of 26 pays. This will result in a lower per paycheck amount. The state will be funding the state side of those salaries, but it is up to the individual school boards to determine whether they are going to fund that additional pay um, for the 27 pays or just split that local salary over 27. Because of the way the contract dates fall and the 12-month employee contract starting in July, the 12-month employees will receive 27 contract payments in the 2023-2024 school year. So this won't happen all in the same school year. It's very complex and complicated, I understand. So what we are looking for tonight is whether the board is willing to fund one additional local pay for the 10 and 12 month employees or have the total contract pay divided by 27. Okay, you were kind enough to send out a, a sheet showing what the other districts were doing uh, yes. late last week. Yes. And it looked to me like the districts that were voting to give the extra pay were the Polytechs. Is that about right? Um, the technical, Polytech, Sussex Tech, Colonial, and CAPE is going to recommend to fund both, but they haven't formally decided. A lot of the districts have not decided. Um, we were informed last week that the state needs to know by July 10th what the districts are doing. So some of them are scrambling based on school board meeting dates. Okay, but the, all right, so without the 27th pay, which the state is being generous in giving actually extra money, the, the folks involved here are still getting the same level of pay for what their contracts call for, correct? Correct. correct. Right. And is this only 12-month employees, or does this affect the teachers as well? No, it's all. So 10-month oh, okay. employees, that's, yes. That's what I thought. Yes. Based it's just on what two you different said, years. Just yeah. making sure. Same amount of money, Doc, just divided from 26 to 27. Yeah. It breaks down to be over 3%, am I correct? Correct. 3% of the local salary to make that 27th paycheck whole. Right. Um, but we're a little bit familiar with this because obviously with some negotiations, we've looked at those numbers to see what that amount is. And uh, even though the state is prepared to make their end whole uh, here at a local, uh, it's a, it's a three, over a 3% increase in uh, their that salary just divided up over 27 that versus numbers, 26. Uh, what, is, what was it, about $1.6 million? It is... It's 3.85% is the one pay period. Um, our local funds per pay period is approximately 1.6 million. Okay, total. and this is uh, coming from the same state that still wants to take $2 million back from us at the end of the year. Alrighty. Um, my feeling has been that we should be paid twice a month, not the way they're paying it now every other week but that's something the state did when they went over to First State Financial, the FSF, and they have not seen fit to correct it. Um, personally, it's, it's the same year. You're being paid what you were being paid. All right, it's coming out a little bit less conveniently, perhaps, but it's still the same amount of money. Agreed. Now, in the past, I think the last process, we made their checks whole, but two processes ago when this happened, we denied it. So we have a track record over the last two decisions to make. This board has once went with the... Okay, but what you said was to make them whole. They're already whole. What we're talking about is a 4% bonus. Yes, 3.8%. That's not making them whole. That's a bonus. 
I, I agree with you. I apologize for my terminology. Okay, um, just. But we have a track record of approving it, and we have a track record of not approving it. Am I, I correct? I can't speak to previously, but the prior to fiscal year 12, fiscal year 12 was the last time this happened in the district, did not fund okay. the local. I'm, I don't know prior to that. Well, either way, we're being asked to cough up a lot of money for a lot of other projects here fairly soon. Um, my inclination is to leave it the way it is. Okay. Okay. Any further discussion? Is there a motion to accept Dr. Hattier's request of uh, keeping it the same and not increasing the amount 3.8%? There's a motion on the table. I'll second it. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. Aye. Those opposed? Abstain. Please take a vote, Mrs. Troublefield. Mr. Castle? Abstain. Mr. Collins? Yes. Mr. Fritz? Abstain. Dr. Hadier? Yes. Mr. Layfield? Yes. Ms. Moses? No. Mr. Feeden? Abstain. Mrs. Fryer? No. Dr. Statler? No. Mrs. Wright? No. Three yes, four no, and three abstentions. Is there another motion comes before the board this evening on it? The only comment I'd like to make is I hate I hate always taking a vote sometimes when something is brought up that maybe isn't given more time of discussion other than at a board or a, yeah at the board meeting. Some of us have had further discussions on this topic. Others here have not had extensive discussion on this topic and have gotten information, great information from you. I don't know that all the information is real readily available to make a, a vote tonight, and that's why I abstained. I don't know. There, I think there's more discussion needs to be had. Well, right now it needs approval to to Much increase the salary for mm -hmm. 27 pays. If the not, state has asked for a decision by June 10th. Um, last week, when we met as a business managers group, some districts said, "Look, I don't have a board meeting again until after that." Um, and they asked the, the state said we could let them know that the board had not met yet that wasn't the case here but i mean we can inform them that the board and their has deadline you said is july july it will affect paychecks starting in july i believe okay. we need six votes in order for us to go to 27 pay per to make 27 pays increase the salary if not it would remain the same without votes am i correct i believe so yes okay so it didn't, it didn't pass the no vote, but it, there's no motion to move forward with a yes vote unless I'm, somebody would like to bring that forward. Or we can wait a month, get a little bit more informed, and we've got another meeting to make a decision. Late June. What's the date of the June meeting, Dr. Owen? Uh, I believe it's the 23rd or 7th. If you, they need to know by June 10th. Mm -hmm. By June 10th, 
Yeah. You need to know by June 10th. June 10th. Okay. I thought you said July. June 27th. Is June 10th. June 10th. Yeah. So we don't have a board meeting in time. No. We, uh, we, don't, we don't. I apologize for miscommunication. I thought we said it wasn't needed until July, but you're saying no, June, June 10th. No, June 10th. Okay. Yeah, sorry. And talk about the logistics. We voted not <clears throat> to not increase it. And Does it default to here? increase it? What's that? Does it default to increase it since no. the vote was? It, it needs a vote of affirmative in order for it to go into effect. Tammy, no you said. No vote did not carry, but with no vote not carrying, still doesn't increase it. So the no vote was for those that were in favor of it going forward, that was a no against Dr. Hattie, or for those that were a yes vote, that was yes, they wanted it to remain the way, so that people out here understand before you, so the, the three vote that was for it was for remaining the way it was without increasing the 1.6. That's correct, correct. correct. 3.8. So Yeah, well, 1.6 million. Mrs. Yeah. Smith, you said the state's moving forward with their portion regardless. Yes, it was in the fiscal year 2022 so then budget why bill. why do they need to know what we're going to do by a certain date? Because they load the new salary tables into first for the paycheck. And we can't make a decision retroactive after the fact? I do not know the answer to that, but I can reach out to them to ask. So if we were to vote to increase to give the 1.6 to all employees that are getting the state how does that affect the employees that are local funded owned they would not get the additional funding correct correct so we would if, have if they're if, the, if a portion of their salary is not paid out of state funds correct which is so we would have a, a group of employees not receiving a 3.85 pay increase correct how would giving that increase affect people that we already have contracts with? How is that going to change the way that they get? They get an additional paycheck. But how does that additional paycheck affect their raises the following year? It does. It does. It does. It goes back to 26 yeah. pages. So it will revert back. They would lose. They get the same they amount of salary. Stipend. They get the same amount Correct. of salary each year. It's just divided over 27 pages. But it only happens once every two employees that are getting funded through the state. Right. Yep, state employees. So unless you're getting the state funds, you're not going to benefit from this additional cash. Mr. Collins, to answer about the locally funded, we now have in policy. Any groups who are locally funded will come to the board every year, not because of the 27th pay, but for review for their salary. So if the board chose to do the 27th pay for state and locally funded, you could look at the, your totally locally funded folks at that time when you take a vote. So every July they will come to the board, you vote to increase, keep it the same, whatever you vote to do. I'd love to know what that amount would be. <laughs> and I know you don't have that. I, I completely understand. I'm just saying we have a, an entire group of employees out there that would not get the additional whatever it would end up being. That would include the constables, our investigators. We've got the um, student advisor group. That isn't a large amount of individuals. 
but it is it there are additional groups but we're not talking hundreds per se and that's the same if the state votes for a pay raise a state pay raise that doesn't flow through which is why we have the policy so if i'm looking at this just summer or, or for information purposes out of 18 other school districts four have decided so far to fund it nine have said no and five are undecided so it's not sweeping one way or the other and the smaller districts don't typically have the funds to be able to make that additional payroll also there's like i said i think mr fritz brought up a, a good point there's at least three members that have been on a committee that have discussed this in great detail percentages and what direction the district would go financially and how to work through this on at least two or three different days for long periods of time to discuss it so there's some board members that may be a little bit more versed in the, in the communication of this amount all right has the state made any more progress in giving us the money that we need for sussex central high school or are we still talking about coming up with an additional five million on the match that they gave us on the market pressure money we are working through that legislatively but we don't have a final answer okay well <coughs> being a business person we're already short we're looking at five million already 1.6 is a good chunk of that five million and the, the folks involved it'd be a nice perk for them i get that but that's another step for us coming up with the five million and there's no guarantee the state's going to give us the money so we're going to be digging deep somewhere into a set of reserves to come up with that that's basically the logic behind my uh, I'm trying to figure out a way to get us the money that we need for the Sussex Central High School without having to dip into reserves in a, a large way and what you're meaning is they've looked at the 13 million dollars we are short <clears throat> to yep. build the current Sussex Central High School as planned they're going to do a cost share where we are going to have to reach into our pockets for $5 million to cover that percentage of the cost share above and beyond our operating expenses and everything else we have. That's our rain, that's, that's our rainy day fund going that way. And we don't even have that much in our rainy day fund, but the state's asking us in order to build a school, we have the design for, we're having to reach in our pockets, 5 million. So if you go ahead and, and approve this, that is now $6.8 million we're going to be reaching into of funds that uh, I, don't, I don't want to quote the amount of money, but we're not. And let us also keep in mind that that $13 million that we're getting is not really enough to do the project the way we planned for it uh, before all of this started. So that's only a part of it, and it still gets us less than what we told the public we would be doing before all the prices increased. And it's not our fault. It's simply the way things happened. But you have to ask yourself, why would the state sitting on the money that they're sitting on and giving everybody a check for $300 that they're still going to take money back from the schools and not make us and the other districts whole in the building projects that we have? Taxpayers' money. Well, it's not, yeah, it's not our money anyway. It belongs to the state. Is there any further discussion? Any further motions on this? Hearing none. Communications, 11.01, .01. use of facilities, sir? Yes, one use of facilities here, uh, Sussex Central High School soccer field, stadium field, field hockey field, competition field, two football practice fields, concession stand, 
for this coming weekend, May 28th through 29th, uh, by the Cindy Cruz CNM Construction Company. It's a large soccer event. And that would need a motion for approval. I'm somewhat familiar with this. I thought this was a huge success last year. I thought there were some concerns of the cleanup immediately afterwards, but by lunchtime the following day, I think the place was immaculate with a lot of cleaning up that was done. So I happen to be familiar by walking by the school the morning, the day of, and then the morning afterwards, and I was shocked at the morning afterwards. But by noon, I think they had it all cleaned up. So I think this was a, a well-attended event. If our facilities can uh, withhold the field use, then I'm very much in favor of letting that community use that field. They did work with the school this, this time to develop a plan to make sure they had plenty of trash cans and folks on site to help get it cleaned up. So they did amend uh, their operating procedures so the school was comfortable and, and I would be comfortable as well. I thought it was a huge, huge event that was well received. So make a motion to uh, move forward. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Okay. Personnel agenda. Is there a motion to accept the personnel agenda minus number 170? So moved. Motion made. Second. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and seconded. Is there any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Abstention? Abstention. No, no, there's no abstention on this because it's separated. Motion made. Oh, that's right. Second. All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Now to separate that. Uh, oh, that's right. Agenda number 170. Is there a motion to accept? So moved. moved. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Abstention. Abstention. Please pull the board, ma'am. Mr. Castle? Yes. Mr. Collins? Yes. Mr. Fritz? Yes. Dr. Hattier? Abstain, please. Mr. Layfield? Yes. Ms. Moses? Abstention. Mr. Feeden? Yes. Mrs. Fryer? Yes. Dr. Statler? Yes. Mrs. Wright? Yes. Eight yes, zero no, and two abstentions. Passed by majority vote. Now, the addendum. Motion to accept the addendum minus higher 23, 111, and 118. Is there a motion to accept? So moved. Motion second. made. Is there a second? Second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Now, on the addendum, is there a motion to accept number 23? So moved. Motion made and second. Is there a second? Second. Motion made second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Can you please pull the board, ma'am? Mr. Castle? Yes. Mr. Collins? Yes. Ms. Fritz, Mr. Fritz? Yes. Dr. Hattier? Yes. Mr. Layfield? Yes. Ms. Moses? Abstention. Mr. Peden? Yes. Mrs. Pryor? Yes. Dr. Statler? Yes. Mrs. Wright? Yes. Nine yes, zero no, one abstention. Passed by majority vote. Now, is there a motion to accept the addendum uh, employee number 111? So moved. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? 
All those in favor say aye. Aye. Those opposed? Abstain. Please hold the board, Mr. Trump. Mr. Castle? Abstain. Mr. Collins? Yes. Mr. Fritz? Yes. Dr. Hadier? Yes. Mr. Layfield? Yes. Ms. Moses? Yes. Mr. Peden? Yes. Mrs. Pryor? Yes. Dr. Statler? Yes. Mrs. Wright? Yes. Nine yes, zero no, one abstention. Passed by majority vote. Lastly, is there a motion to accept employee number 118? So moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. Aye. Those opposed? Abstain. Mr. Oldfield, please hold the board. Mr. Castle? Yes. Mr. Collins? Abstain. Mr. Fritz? Yes. Dr. Hattier? Yes. Mr. Layfield? Yes. Ms. Moses? Yes. Mr. Peden? Yes. Mrs. Pryor? Yes. Dr. Statler? Yes. Mrs. Wright? Yes. Nine yes, zero no, one abstention. Passes by majority vote. Thank you very much. A lot of stakeholders from relatives around here. Is there a motion to accept the contractual agenda? So moved. Motion Second. made. Second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Okay. 12.04 uh, contract ratifications. We take an action on these tonight with the chief custodian. Nutrition services managers and nutrition service workers. Motion to accept ratification of that? Motion made. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion second. made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Administrative contracts. Yeah, there was no discussion on that. No discussion on that this evening. No action. And uh, 12.06, principal position. Is there a motion to accept the principal position this evening? I make a recommendation um, and propose uh, candidate number three. Motion made for candidate number three. A second the motion for candidate number three. Is there any further discussion? All those in favor of candidate three for the principal's position, say aye. 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 Those opposed? No. No. Please poll the board, ma'am. Mr. Castle? Yes. Mr. Collins? Yes. Mr. Fritz? Yes. Dr. Hadier? Yes. Mr. Layfield? Yes. Ms. Moses? No. Mr. Peden? Yes. Mrs. Pryor? No. Dr. Statler? No. Mrs. Wright? Yes. Seven yes, three no, and zero abstention. Passes by majority vote. Student hearings, 13.01. Student number 22-128. Is there a motion to accept the recommendations of the discipline hearing? So moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Comes to a time in our board meeting where we've got an opportunity for public comment at the close of the meeting. Is there anything further for public comment? Hearing none, meeting adjourned.